I love it because it's so fucking Canadian. The one where Sidney Crosby and someone else roll up to like the takeout window. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon. As Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. And they're like, and they're like, he orders, makes his order, and he's like, and some hockey cards. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, you're so fucking Canadian. The business boys, the business boys. Everybody loves the business boys. Business boys, the business boys. Hanging out with the business boys. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the business boys we got episode number 24 if i'm not mistaken so still counting uh, i got a special guest today first i'll introduce my as always guest mr spencer air spence how you doing over there yeah i'm doing fantastic jimmy uh a lot has happened since we last recorded the main one is that i crushed you again at fantasy football this week that's three and oh on the year always feels good to uh Give you a crippling loss. Nah, um, how early on by is uh, off week, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I had to watch my Packers shit the bed again last night. Fucking just an embarrassment. Cheeseburger Mike, the coach, was thinking about what combo he's going to get at Wendy's instead of how to call plays. <laughs> so uh, that was depressing. Number two, man, I just walked. Uh, I just went out in my building. There's so many Amazon boxes behind the front desk. It is ridiculous. So I was reading a stat like, 20% uh, increase in online sales during Black Friday and a 6% decrease in uh, mall sales and brick and mortar retailers. So uh, the Black Friday Amazon ordering season is in full effect. Number three, I survived the E. coli outbreak last week. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I have the diet of a six-year-old kid, mostly pogos, pizza, and cereal. I decided to get fancy, make a salad, and sure enough, there's an E. coli outbreak the next day. Uh, I'm fine. We're good to go there. And number four, I have a new diet during my workday, which I know, Jimmy, you're going to think is stupid. But <laughs> the new thing is I barely eat during the workday. Uh, so kind of a fasting thing. And I saw this on Joe Rogan. It's it's scientifically proven to be uh, kind of a better way to eat. And your productivity just goes way up during the day. Because every, every time when I used to eat lunch during the workday, I was fucking useless after lunch. So Get that food coma it, it, kick in. A little intermittent fasting. Fasting. Yeah, something like that, you know, just just stay light during the day, have a muffin or and, and a bunch of coffee. There you go. Yeah. I like eating. I have like six I, meals I, a day. I'm well aware of that. Anyways, without without further ado, uh, I want to introduce our guest star today, Business Boys featuring Mr. Mark Uramian. Mark, how's it going, man? Business Boys, thanks for having me on the pod. Yeah, no problem. Spence, I want to address a few things in your intro here. One... What what kind of lettuce did you have in your salad? Because I think that's key to your survival of the E. coli outbreak. <laughs> well, uh, I think it hits you right away. So I was I was joking a bit. I you know I didn't have any signs and symptoms, but it was romaine lettuce. Which oh, you did have romaine. Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah. And I, funny enough, when I went back to the store tonight, they had a big, uh, nice printed out sign in bold letters about the E. coli outbreak, <laughs> and you should not eat the romaine lettuce. But do they still have it there for you to buy? Oh, of course. <laughs> they <laughs> got to make their money. My man. store had a different alternative to discouraging you from buying. They just jacked up the price. Oh, so okay. I guess that works as well. Yeah. Um, did you mark yourself safe on Facebook? Because that's no, that's I, I did not. Uh, I did not mark myself safe. On <laughs> you know what? I I eat a salad once every two months. I figured there's vegetarians in that who probably had higher odds of getting it than me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I have a second point to your intro. Um, 
interesting fact, the flag, this Black Friday actually was a historic one in e-commerce. Over a third of all sales happened on smartphones. Obviously, that's right on trend, but uh, I think that's the, the biggest that that has happened in history of Black Friday. So pretty cool. I, w- I wonder how many of those mobile orders were people at work just not doing work and instead shopping on their phone. I was one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys, you guys work from home. I'm a I'm an out there kind of guy. You know what's crazy? I showed up to Mark's place. We're at now. We're now at my place for those listening because Mark's out of Agua at his place. But uh, I showed up to Mark's place. I'm the only one that doesn't work from home, and I think I look the bummiest out of the three of us today. <laughs> I don't know, man. You can't see my sweet pajamas I'm wearing right oh, now. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um. Just want to give a quick shout out to Crown Royal because I tried the salted caramel Crown Royal this weekend. I was a little bit you know skeptical but it was fantastic mix it with a little kalua and some ice oh what a drink it, it's sweet but not too sweet it's got that holiday christmasy taste and you can just knock them back like there's no tomorrow <laughs> sounds delicious i cannot wait to have one speaking of drink is that what you're drinking now is that your drink o day no it's not so um actually i have two i'm drinking a warsteiner beer it is a German Pilsner. It is quite delicious. And I also have, usually I have the green tea. Today I have hot chocolate. I bought a uh, President's Choice hot chocolate mix with marshmallows in it. It's, I, I don't know what I've been doing with my life. Wait, I mean, it comes the, with marshmallows in it or you put marshmallows oh yeah, in it? No, no, it comes with those like little plasticky marshmallows in it. But man, you know, people drink tea and coffee all day. I don't know why. I, hot chocolate's delicious. I think I'm addicted. I've been pounding two a day. I can't get enough of it. <laughs> Cocoa break. Watch yeah. that calorie count. <laughs> uh, that's already out the door. <laughs> I'm, putting on, I'm putting on the Christmas weight, man. That's it. You got to bulk up. It's it's, uh, it's getting cold out there. You got to get your winter yeah. gloves, man. Season, yeah. season. What are you, what are you two, what are you two ding-dongs drinking? So I, I kind of fucked up and because I was like, oh, Mark's coming on for the first time. Get a, get a nice classic business boys drink. So I got a couple uh, 750 ml Fain du Monde, um, but I forgot that uh, Spence and I owe the world a fucking beer chug today. So, yeah, we both fucked up uh, Amazon's uh, second headquarter guessing where it would be. Um, by the way, it's it's in two places and we, we didn't even get either of those places. So <laughs> it will be Long Island and North Virginia, Crystal City. Um, so we lost and now uh, cheers. I, I guess when while we chug, maybe Mark, you can discuss a little bit about uh, what you do. Yeah, start chugging, boys. <laughs> all right, cheers. Get the waterfall going. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the pod, B Hill Capital. Uh, that sounds good. Jim, bottoms up. Ugh. Yeah, so I'm I'm in the digital space actually. So I uh, I live online. Um, I literally live on the internet. Uh, and uh, I have a small business, myself and my partner, Steve Mastros. Shout out to Steve. Listening, he listens on the regular. Oh, respect. Love it. Yeah, yeah, he's a big fan of the business boys. Uh, so we, uh, we provide various digital services. We do digital marketing, web design, web development, uh, and we have a company called BuildUp, BuildUp Technologies. That's, that's where we're at right now. Um, and, uh, we're, we're growing our client base, providing great service. That's what we're all about. And we're also, we're also entrepreneurs. So we, we have our, our, uh, our heads down and we're always building the next product, building the next venture. 
and uh, and looking to to make business happen. Nice, aren't we all? Yeah, I love, love it. it. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into digital marketing. That will be the main segment. But of course, we gotta do some jargon first. Uh, first, we're gonna quickly pick the game tonight. Uh, quick recap: I am four and two. Jimmy is one and five, and the listeners are zero and one. Tonight's game: the Titans are four point underdogs. I have it uh, at Houston. I will take Houston, but I'm not super confident. I am. I I think like I'm. I might like. I think I'm done with the Bucks, man. <laughs> I'm going Titans, man. Titans might be my new favorite team. They're my brother's Keep favorite on. team. I love Marcus Mariota. Like, you know what? They don't always win, but like, they don't like, like they, they lose early if they lose. You know, they don't like, they don't like break your heart. It's like they, you know, you watch the game. It's either like, Hey, don't watch today or like, all right, you're in for a doozy. Marcus Mariota, Mariota's hella clutch. They need a victory. It's Monday night. Let's go. Let's go Titans. All right. Jimmy moving to one and six. Mark, who do you got? <laughs> Um, I'm going to take a shot in the dark here, uh, cause well, there's I only mean, two teams. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. I don't follow football as much as I should be. Um, but I, I'm feeling the Titans tonight. I'm feeling the Titans. Let's go. And that's not just because Jimmy's uh, pouring me beers on this end. By the way, Mark, are you also drinking a fin du monde? C'est la fin du monde, mon ami. All right. Good stuff. Great. Great beer. Yeah, it is a solid beer, and I want to say it's it's a Quebec beer. Am I correct? Yeah, uni uni It's convenient format too, because it's kind of like a wine bottle. You could pass it around, grab a bunch of glasses, share it, you know, amongst friends uh, for a dinner time meal. Uh, Yeah, I like it. I like it. I think they're disrupting the beer industry. (laughs) It's bad disrupting, (laughs) eh? It's all about disrupting now in business. You can just write your company's disruptive in any space, and you'll get. We'll get some attention. Get raise that seed round off one word, eh? Exactly. Um, I spent part of my Saturday night watching a uh, shitty Christmas movie on the Woman's Channel with my girlfriend. Um, I mean, November first starts and it's Christmas season. I think that's way too early. Especially, I don't want to hear uh, "Joy to the World" until December, mid-December at least. What do you guys think on that? Christmas season starting too early. I, I like I mean I I love Christmas music like I, I have my Christmas playlist it's got some like it's got some rap right it's got there. some rock it's got no no it's like a it's like a rock it's like a party mix you know it's got some Run DMC on there got Yo, some by Bruce the way the Elvis uh, the Elvis Christmas CD is fantastic now well, I'll have to put that on too well, it's all about the Michael Bublé but I, I I just feel like <laughs> if you if you put it on too early you like lose like the momentum like I like I want to listen to Christmas music now. But like, I feel like in two weeks from now, I'll be like, ah, like, you know, you got to let it build. It's like, it's like, you don't open your, your presents before like Christmas or Christmas Eve, depending on who you celebrate with. But like, you know, you gotta, you gotta build it up. You gotta build the momentum. So I say like two weeks out, you know, like the four, I, I say like the 11th, you can start, you know? That's too late. That's too late. You got it. You have to have enough time to let it sink in, to get in it mentally that takes time two weeks is not enough the, here's the right answer to this question <laughs> okay. i love the confidence okay it's between november 25th whoa one month away from de- from christmas november 25th and december 1st those are the logical start times some may tell you it's the first snowfall some may tell you it's after halloween 
Some may tell you it's when the hol- holiday decorations go on sale at Costco. Those are all the wrong answers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> November 25th to December 1st is the acceptable time. I like it. Yeah, that, I could get behind that for sure. There you have it. I know that Shom 977's rule was always like two weeks. And it like they used to have like contests where if you heard a Christmas song, like they would sneak some in. And if you heard it and you were the first caller in telling them, like you would win a prize. Which is pretty dope. Yeah. Well, 92.9's been on for about a week, week and a half. So so they're um, in the full swing of things. Yeah, they're they're only Christmas music at this point, probably. I don't know. I don't listen to the radio much anymore with uh, Spotify and stuff. But yo, well, I got. I get since we're on the music topic, I want to know because like I was, I heard both these songs in the past week, and I want to know what you guys think. Better party song, Sandstorm or Get Low? Yeah, it's Get Low, and it's not even close. I mean, Sandstorm's a good song, but there's no, there's no singing in it. You you put it on a party and you you get pumped up and stuff. But Get Low, you know, you could you could sing sing along with it. You got Little John in there. Uh, yeah, it's get low. Well, I think you're comparing apples and oranges here because they're not really in the same category of songs. It is a great question, though. But I, I have to go with Sandstorm. It has more of the classic feel. It has more of the, you know, the. it's a classic. It's it's timeless. <laughs> it's timeless. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm – because, like, that, I, I'm, I'm happy you both disagree on it because I'm torn myself. Because, like, Sandstorm is, like – Man, if you want to take that party up to another level, like, okay, like, we're busting out shots right now, like, getting fucked up, like, let's, like, let's, like, take it up a notch. Sandstorm gets me, gets my heart a bumping. But, like, nothing gets the dance floor bumping more than get low. Like, you know, like, shake your booty, get a little grinding on to the window, to the wild, to the sweat, drop down my balls. I mean, come on, them some lyrics right there. So, I, I think... Like, Get Low for me is, like, a bit better, but, like, nothing gets me more pumped than Sandstorm. That's... This sounds like a question for Twitter. Run the old Twitter poll and see see what the, the tweeters vote on. We haven't done a Facebook poll in a while. Maybe we'll Facebook poll it. Sure. Let's see what do people it. think. Um, one last bit of quick news. Um, everyone's buying these Juul uh, e-cigarette vapes. It looks like a little USB. Um... There's some a lot of controversy right now with these vapes, you know. Um, a lot of miners been smoking them, so the FDA cracking down on that. Uh, they want to ban menthol cigarettes, which I don't really understand why, but they, they're disgusting anyway. So I'm all for that. And then Juul stopping sales of, of certain certain flavors that are, I guess, uh, you know, more attractive to the miners. So mango, fruit, cream, cucumber. I didn't even know that's possible to have a cucumber flavor. I don't know what it would taste like. But, um, yeah, I think that makes sense. And, uh, you know, I'm always skeptical a little bit of these uh, vapes and e-cigs. You're, you're smoking uh, nicotine vapor. I, you know, let's wait 10 years and make sure that the data comes out and this stuff isn't actually terrible for you as well. Yeah, I think it's the right call to, uh, to start tightening up on, on these things. Um, I mean, I, I don't have much more to add than that on this topic because for me, it's, it's just it's not for me. But uh, I I could see the appeal. I could see the appeal, especially with all the flavors they offer. It's it's appealing yeah, to young kids. They so. have some awesome flavors. They got like Fruit Loops flavors. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's it's conspicuous. <laughs> uh, it's it's mostly concealed. You could walk down uh, the grocery aisle and 
be smoking your vape and almost no one will know. So they got to tighten up on this. Dude, people yeah. vape at work, man, in my office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like they just, they just vape away, man. It and you don't good. know what's in there. It could be anything in there. Yeah. And they, they are fun to hit up parties or that. But, you know, if you want to smoke, just buy a pack of cigarettes. Be a man. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I like. I. I don't really smoke, so like. I. It's. It's hard for me to jump in on on this topic. But I mean, when I when I do smoke, like at a party, and I'm like, or a trade show, I like a good old classic cigarette. Plus, like, what I do like about the cigarette that the e cig just can't offer in terms of value is cigarette is not only like a, a like something you enjoy. It's a it's a measurement of time. Like, yo, do you want to go out for a cigarette? You know, it's like go out quick chat or like, you know, you go out, take a break, smoke a cigarette. I, I like that about the, about the cigs. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't go for a vape sachet outside the bar. Yeah, you can you just look like a tool though. <laughs> I swear like, cause I, cause I do smoke cigarettes. People look at you worse when you smoke a vape than a cigarette, which probably shouldn't be the case. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's get into it. Let's get into digital marketing. Um, Jimmy or Mark, why don't you why don't you intro the subject? Because I have uh, many many questions on it. Yeah, well, I'm I'm Mark. Honestly, I'm curious to know like because you told us a bit about what you do and the company you have, but I'm curious like what what is it exactly you guys offer your customers just so we get a good like feel for for what it is that you do in the space. So how much time do we have here, guys? Oh, we got tons of time now. I'm just kidding. I, it's, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's to say that this is, it's, a, it's a wide, it's a big topic. There's, you know, there's a lot of elements to digital marketing. Um, to summarize it in in one sentence, it's uh, bringing businesses online, giving them a presence online. Uh, I don't think I have to go into why that's important to have a presence online. I think we all know that by now in 2018. Um, but digital marketing is. Uh, a compilation of strategies to uh, bring awareness to your brand or company online and implement uh, initiatives to to generate sales, whatever that sale may be, a, a service, a product, uh, a newsletter, sign up, a subscription, things like that. So that that's that's done in a variety of ways through digital marketing. And that's that's the what we have to offer for our clients. Right. And I'm assuming, uh, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Snapchat. I, I don't know. Am I, I'm missing any other uh, major, um, you know, places to, to market online? So the kings of the, the two pillars of digital marketing are in terms of ad placement is Facebook and Google. So yeah. Facebook, you know, is, is uh, Facebook and Instagram. So you could have placements on those channels. Now, what most people don't know is Facebook has an extensive back-end ad management platform um, that is not simple. What do, you, what do you mean by that? So what, what you see on Facebook and Facebook's business manager are two completely different platforms. So there is a back-end to Facebook where you could set up, uh, launch, and manage and optimize ad campaigns. Um so that's one part of that's a part of Facebook that you don't see unless you have a business manager account. Uh, and then there is Google as well. And Google has also a very extensive ad platform called called Google Ads. And within Google Ads, you could advertise on uh, their display network, which is those annoying little banners you see across the Internet when you're browsing online. 
There is YouTube ads, which are those skippable five-second ads that you see before a YouTube video. And again, a bunch of other formats within these. And then there is search ads, uh, which is a very effective advertising method as well, which is the four or five results you see at the top of, of a search uh, query that you place. So th- right. those are the two pillars of of digital marketing. Then you have uh, you have email marketing. Uh, you have uh, you know other channels like LinkedIn and Twitter. You have influencer marketing, uh, affiliate marketing. So there's there's a lot of channels within there. Right, and I'm assuming it's it's much easier through digital marketing to kind of track the effectiveness of these ads versus traditional uh, commercials on TV. So the king, the, uh, the king, the the biggest thing about digital marketing is is data because when you when you course, launch yeah. a campaign, the insight you get is you can't compete with what radio and magazine placements and TV provides. Um, you could get so granular into the results behind your campaign that it's 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 mind-boggling, you know. You don't even realize how much information Facebook and Instagram and Google has on you. And then once as a marketer when you have that information, that's that's powerful because you could tailor your your campaigns around that information. It gives you a lot of great insight into who your customer is versus running a segment on TSN 690 uh, and <laughs> advertising there and you know that you are targeting likely uh, males between the ages of uh, 18 and 55, you know, wide, wide age range that are interested in sports, right? Like that's that's not detailed enough. Um, but when you go on Facebook, you could you could target people that are uh, males or females or whatever between the age of 18 and 22 that are interested in sports, uh, mainly the Montreal Canadiens. And, you know, so you, you see where I'm going with this, right? You could get a lot more uh, targeted in terms of, of who you show these ads to. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, one last one for me, then I'll let uh, Jimmy kind of take over. Um, with your company specifically, are you actually um, helping these companies with their their ads and their like content and what goes into the ads? Or is it more you want to place it on, uh, you know, this site or with this company at, at this specific area type thing? Yeah, that's a good question. We don't do content creation. So we won't do product photo shoots or uh, video video recordings. Like we won't record a, a commercial for a client. We don't do that. But we take the client's assets, whether it be images or videos and copy and all that, and we'll place that on uh, different channels that we see suitable for their objectives. So we sit down and have a big strategy session with them, figure out what their goals and objectives are focus on creating a funnel, making sure that they're pushing their clients along through different touch points, getting them closer to converting on their website, uh, and then placing their ads on on these different channels to to fit into this overall strategy that we develop for them. So no, we don't do any of that content creation, although we, uh, yeah, we, we have our, our guys that we work on that with though. Oh, cool. James? Yeah, no, I got a couple questions for sure for Mark, who puts the mark in marketing. Fuck. Um, no, I was curious because I know I've I've heard I've never really done much marketing, but I you know worked alongside some people and like I heard Google 
uh, I don't know about Facebook as much, but it's like extremely hard to just keep up to date with all their algorithms and like their SEO and, and stuff like that. Like how often do they like change that stuff and how hard is it to keep up? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, it's not fun because these companies are always, always putting in place new policies. And as soon as you, uh, you sleep on that for a month or two. If you're not staying up to date with their with the latest updates, then you could easily fall behind. So yeah, they're 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 changing them on a daily basis. The core, I'd say, the core of their platforms don't change. There's policy updates here and there, but once you get you you get down packed on the core of their platform, you're good to go. Um, and then you know, once every three or four years, they'll they'll do a whole new platform redesign on the ui ux you know the interface the experience so they'll they'll update that and then that's when there's a new learning curve again but if you're if you're a digital marketer and you're not subscribed to four newsletters and you're not um at least and you're not you're not keeping up to date with the latest trends and and actively reading how users are are interacting with these social platforms and behaving online then you're falling behind very very quickly uh, and you you have to be able to adapt quickly with with the latest trends, um, yeah. Because it's it's changing, right? How we how we behave online is changing. The, the the tools that we use, the the technology we use, is changing, and that that has an effect on on marketing. Curious. I mean, we we talked a bit about VR on the show. Is that is that in play with marketing at all? Perhaps down the line. Absolutely. Um, because that has to do that's changing that's changing commerce right that's changing e-commerce it's changing retail um the the future of retail we know is is online uh we're seeing that now um but retail is is not going away per se uh retailers need to shift from from being big these big department stool, stores to offering experiences to users it's all about creating an experience um, in in the real world as well, and you know you say real world, and but that in, that factors in VR because VR could could change the 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 purchasing experience for a lot of users when they could just tap into this virtual for, take the real estate market for example and and purchasing a home. Why would I need to go to see an open house in the future when I could just sit at home and see this house in a VR placement? Yeah, for sure. That's going to have an impact across. You know, real estate is a prime example, but there's a lot of other industries that that's going to take an effect on. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, honestly, uh, I don't even know why why any of these companies make commercials for regular TV anymore. I just feel like uh, social media advertising or Google would j- or YouTube would just be, you know, the go to. Well, I like I I feel that I'll chime in here. I want to know if I'm right or wrong, but I feel like there's there's so many different parts to marketing and to making like a final sale. Like obviously for for most companies, that final sale comes with a, a sales rep, but that that path or the funnel to get there is such a journey. Like uh, I feel like a lot of like TV ad- like like TV advertisements for most companies are just they're just too expensive. Like if you're popping something on like Super Bowl, like that shit's fucking expensive, or on Prime TV or whatever. But there's there's different parts of that funnel where like yes, you need your brand recognition. Then there's like learning. Like okay, I I've 
I've seen that brand before. I've seen those colors. It rings a bell in my mind. Then the next step is like actually understanding what the company does. Then the next thing is like understanding the importance of what that company does to your everyday life. And then there's like, okay, now I'm looking, I'm comparing it to my other options, which is like another level of marketing. And then there's that like final thing of like buying decisions. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. Or yeah, is that- no, you're, you're absolutely right. And for, for the big companies, for the the McDonald's, the Coca-Cola's, the Apple's, the, you know, it makes sense for them. And, and, and look, there's a lot of different things that go into this. So it's hard to, it's hard to just streamline the whole industry and saying, you know, only the big guys should be advertising on TV. But I agree with you, Spence. I think, I think a lot of the smaller companies whose budgets are, are limited. Um, if, if you're looking in terms of ROI, is TV your best channel? I don't think so. Is radio your best channel? I don't think so. Because if I have limited marketing dollars, I'm going to spend that on a platform that I know I'm going to get eyeballs. So, you know, you know, you're going to get eyeballs on Facebook. There's no audience you're missing out on by advertising on Facebook over the radio, right? Because all those guys that are listening to the radio are on Facebook. But at least my marketing dollars are going to give me something in return aside from sales. They're going to give me what we spoke about before is that data, that insight into who my customers are. Because if I run an ad campaign, I could look at who the people are that are clicking on this ad campaign. Whereas if I run a radio ad or a TV ad, again, depending on the channel, the the radio station or the TV station that's played on, I could have good insight into who my audience are. But that's where it stops. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a difference there is you could stretch a marketing dollar a lot further um, digitally by placing it on digital channels through the traditional methods. And to be honest with you, one of the things I thought of in terms of uh, lead generation is reaching out to every single radio advertiser on, on, for example, Montreal radio channels and saying, hey, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, what, have you tried digital before? Did you have a bad experience with digital? Because a lot of these guys, they're they're older. They don't get it. They don't, they don't understand what... It's crazy to say, even though we're in 2018, but a lot of people don't understand what you're getting by advertising digitally. And they don't know all these things that go into it. Yeah, I feel like some of those radio uh, ads should, should maybe be on the Business Boys podcast. <laughs> got to get a sponsor. Brought to you here. by this La <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to call up them and get them Well, you, you gave a pretty good plug for that for Whiskey Crown Royal, right? I think, oh, we uh, get free plugs all the time. And I know <laughs> that it's Christmas season. <laughs> I know they're listening to Crown Royal. Oh, of course they are, man. Jeez, Hit crazy? you up, info at businessboys.com. Yeah. Um, in your opinion, what is the most effective or the best uh, platform? Is it Google or Facebook? It, so it depends on what your objective is. Okay. If you're if you're you know if you're looking at top of funnel advertising, so that means you're you're looking to build awareness and interest in your your brand or product. Um, then you're looking at platforms like Facebook and and YouTube, where you could get cheap impressions and and uh, on Facebook you could get very cheap clicks if your content and copy is done correctly and you're you're testing out different creatives and stuff like that so that's um, that those are that those are suitable for that that strategy at that point in time and again this is very very general so don't hold me to any of this um, uh, so but when when you start getting into okay a little bit deeper down 
when you're when you want to convert a, a customer to make a a purchase on your website um obviously that isn't done just through any one campaign you need to you need to warm up your audience a little bit and push them through your funnel but if you think of google for example think of the intent you have when you're google searching something you are researching a uh, a solution to a problem you're having if your t-shirt rips Jimmy's t-shirts have are full of holes. I'm looking at it right now. He needs new t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so his t-shirt is ripped right now. He needs a new t-shirt. He's going to Google uh, new t-shirts that are resistant of good fabrics that don't rip so easily. So he's going to Google that. He already has the intent of making a purchase. So I want to be on Google for that stage of my funnel. But if I put an ad that says these are high resistant fabrics uh, made of these strong fibers of, for t-shirts and Jimmy is scrolling through Facebook and he sees that ad. How do I know that Jimmy is in the market for a new t-shirt? So maybe I don't want to do a, a specific ad trying to make a sale. I want to let him know about what my brand is. And Jimmy will keep that top of mind on, on Facebook. And next time he's looking for a t- t-shirt, he'll remember that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Jim, buy yourself some new t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yo, man. On, I, get, yo, I get my free t-shirts from work and shit. Leave me alone. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take a trip down to Old Navy. Get some new uh, two for 10 tees. Solid. Joe uh, Fresh. Maybe just one last thing. We could we could have a general discussion because I know both of you studied marketing. Um, what emotions do you look look for to, to really uh, bring out in a good ad? Because I'm telling you, some of these ads and commercials are just so terrible. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know what kind of doofuses they've hired to make them, but what are some of the like emotions or, or things you're trying to bring out in people when you're, when you're doing these ads? What do you guys think about that? I think, I, well, I think it depends on the type of, of the type of product you're selling or the type of service you're selling and also like the, the, like your target market, right? Like if you're selling something to moms, like you obviously want to bring out like the kind of like loving, caring type of emotions. If you're marketing towards athletes, maybe you want to do something a bit more, uh, I guess like competitive. So I don't know if you've seen any commercials done by, uh, body armor is that new, um, sports drink that's really taken off. I think it was Coke that just bought a huge portion of it. Um, it's Kobe Bryant's brand. So obviously I know it. Um, they have some very, very uh, disruptive, if you will, marketing campaigns targeted directly at Gatorade. So the first one they launched was like pretty obvious that they were targeting Gatorade. And then the second commercial was that they came out with was like, so you're up Gatorade. Like they literally said Gatorade in their commercials. Very aggressive. Um, which- and it's funny, just, just quickly, it's funny because uh, Pepsi owns Gatorade. And now Coke has a has a big uh, interest in body armor. So once again, we're in the Coke versus Pepsi battle. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but like, think about it. Like you're targeting towards athletes, right? So you want to evoke that type of emotion of comp- competition. Like I'm better than you, and I want to get an advantage over you. So For sure. when you see that commercial, you're like, oh fuck yeah! Like let's go! Like let's fucking take down those motherfuckers! And that's the emotion you want. So it. As it's long as similar you, you, to Under Armour when they were coming up uh, against Nike, right? And you you have to get emotional with it. Like there's like every buy is an emotional buy. Like you know, like fine, fuck, like milk, like you know, like whatever. But like in order to like really get someone, like you gotta you gotta get the emotion out there. And like I just want to say this one thing because we were talking about all the uh, like the platforms and stuff like that before. And I was reading, I was reading uh, when I was first trying to learn about digital marketing, this guy, Mark Schaefer, he writes a lot of good, like intro books, to digital marketing. 
And uh, one of the things he was saying was, you know, we always look at marketing as we understand it because we've just been alive for TV and radio. But if you look at how long like business has been a thing, like TV and radio is such a small like blip in the timeline. And what he says is that, Oh yeah, man. You, you ever watch uh, Mad Men? <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen a couple episodes. That wasn't for me, but anyways, that's the whole show, though, right? They're they're not ad agency. They do like you take out shit in like the the paper and stuff back then. Yeah, but even even like the paper and print media. If he's like, if you really think about business, it's always been a direct conversation between the brand or the vendor and the buyer. Like back in the olden days, you go to the marketplace, you have to go to the store, you buy from a guy and not, you don't only buy the product, but you have a conversation. The marketplace used to be a place where you would go to discuss politics and know what's going on. It's like a, it's like a community, you know, and TV and radio just kind of got away from that. There's no two way conversation, but now with social media, we have that like two way conversation. You're able to get, you know, a bit more emotional, able to have that conversation. It's not just about the product. It's like about values and what you believe and being, you know, good for you and good for the society and good for the environment and all this stuff that people are starting to care about because you can, you can have that back and forth convo. Yeah. There's so many companies that are just getting it right. Like you could tell they're getting it right. Have you guys seen that Tim Hortons commercial with, uh, they brought in the, the guy, the hockey team from Africa that, uh, is ne- have you guys seen this now with the ice they, they don't have or they have one rink in Africa and they don't have the proper equipment and then Tim Hortons flew them in uh, to Canada and they played with Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon and they were given oh uh, it was I I such a classic Tim so- Hortons commercial huh yeah it is it is and it sounds cheesy and I don't usually fall for that but I was like Tim Hortons I'm buying a coffee today from you because that was good that was good um, yeah, I mean, they're dead to me after the turkey bacon club experience, but no, I agree. <laughs> that's a great commercial. The, the waffle breakfast sandwich. That's I, I haven't tried that. Is it any good? I haven't tried it either, but I'll wait till I have about a dozen beers and wake up hungover. In the <laughs> I, had a, exactly. I had a farmer's wrap with an extra egg this morning. It was fantastic. No egg whites though, huh? No egg whites this morning. I, f- I am a swear. But you know that Tim Hortons commercial? You know what? I, I love it because it's so fucking Canadian. The one where Sidney Crosby and someone else roll up to like the takeout window. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon. Is Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, he orders, makes his order. He's like, and some hockey cards. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, you're so fucking Canadian. And they I'll definitely say A at least three times in the commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, good coffee, eh? Good coffee, AK. It's a hockey card. More Canuck. Like, cannot be more Canadian. But I get it, right? This is like, yeah, Tim Hortons is expanding in the US and they're trying and they're not being as successful as Canada. But your main market is still Canada. I mean, there's a fucking Tim Hortons every two two corner stops, if that. Yeah. But their coffee sucks. They're getting destroyed by McDonald's now. But but Mark, hungover, hungover, it's pretty good. A nice double double, you know? I heard their black roast is. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I heard their black roast isn't so bad. It's a little bit better, but honestly, like you can't tell that much difference. Ah, the opinion. McCafe is where it's at. Yeah, good McDonald's McCafe. is good coffee. Yeah, they're, and they're they're coffee. really you could see McDonald's making a lot of uh, a lot of uh, they're getting aggressive in the in the coffee space. They have uh, they they have their dollar coffees that they do like once every three or four months. Any size oh, yeah. coffee, one dollar. Oh yeah, um, I, I crush that man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm well aware big. of when dollar coffee's going on, because it's just another reason for me to go get actual food at McDonald's. 
Well, they know that. They know that too. Oh, they, they, hey, by they the way, when the Habs score first, <laughs> is it is it like that in Toronto when the Habs score first, free fry? I guess not. Eh? It's the Montreal. Uh, fucking, I, I, they I have a maple leaf. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, don't, uh, the Leafs, uh, the Leafs have been scoring a lot, so that'd be a lot of free <laughs> coffees. I don't know. That Finn's mom's getting you, bro. <laughs> Well, I guess I guess the proper question would be like, if the Leafs score first, do you get a, a free fry at McDonald's? No, I don't think so. Um, okay. If if it is, then I'm missing out big time. But I didn't even know that was a deal in Montreal, man. Yeah, neither did I. Solid deal. Solid okay, deal. Well, like Jimmy I and I fries. missed out on many many free fries at McDonald's, and that's that's. I'm a Habs fan now. <laughs> yeah. Well, be watching I've every Habs game for the first goal. It has converted some a lot of people. Because you're, all you're rooting for now is that first goal. Yeah, don't care about the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shut it off right after that goal. Yeah, that was it. That was a great discussion. I don't know. Do you guys uh, you want to move on here quickly or, or any final comments? You could reach me at mark at letsbuildup.com. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah, Shameless plug. those plugs. I fucking love it. Uh, Jimmy, why don't you tell, it, tell us about eating bugs? Oh, okay. Uh, I've been I've been wanting to talk about this topic for <laughs> for for weeks. So let's get on it, fuck. So uh, real quick, you know, it's like a fun little update. Uh, insect farms are like the next big thing, apparently, in the protein market. So you know, animal feed business about four hundred billion dollars. Uh, McDonald's is looking into it because right now they use like soy products for all their animals. Per capita meat consumption gone up fifty percent in the last four decades. Um, so wow. like, just so you like. Yeah, just so you like understand, it takes two pounds of feed for one pound of chicken, like meat, like protein from chicken. So it's like you need more protein, like you need to feed chicken more protein than you do that you get from it. And it's pork is four to one and beef is like way off the charts. Like beef is like the worst thing for the environment. I thought they just eat like fucking grass. Yeah, but like, you know, they need like other shit too, I think. And like, like cows, like they fart and it's like mad bad for the environment. And like, you're not, <laughs> you're, you're not like yeah. getting, you're not getting as much meat as, as resources that they use up. Like cow, cows are like not good, bro. Like they're not like eating beef is like very, like, I mean, it, it depends it's up to you, you know, but like a lot of people say eating beef is like the most questionable of all the yeah, viande, that, of yeah. all the meat. Red what, meat, what, right? are, when you say a feed, does that include water? Like feed is like it's like what you're feeding them, right? But like 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 you need you need two pounds of of like protein Cause, for cause, every pound of protein you're getting from the chicken, right? I don't I don't have these numbers off the top of my head, but you should even look at the the cons- the water consumption to, to for a cow, for example. It's a lot of water. That oh yeah, too. big time. And I know with I know with soy, there's like a lot of chemicals and stuff that are are used. Uh, a lot of like what happens is the chemicals get put in the water and then like the water is wasteful afterwards and then it like fucks up all the area around. So I know obviously the sentiment right now overall has gone down in terms of eating meat. There's a lot more vegans out there. Um, so the, the whole thought is that bugs, insects, like, you know, like flies and stuff like that have really, really, really high protein to like, to like, how much resources they use ratio, whatever word that is. I'm getting feigns and right now too. I apologize. <laughs> um, fish farming is growing super fast because a lot of people aren't down with the fact that you're putting huge nets down, killing coral reefs, killing dolphins. So fish farming is a big thing, but you need to feed these things. So I'm curious, like, what do you guys think? Like you guys down with eating 
insects. Like right now it's mostly for animals and they're still doing a lot of regulatory testing. But like, let's just say it came down to it. You need some protein. Would you sprinkle a little fucking insect flour on top of your oatmeal in the morning or what? Are you down with that or not? Yeah, I think I would be. Um, I don't know, man. Like it sounds like you can't make pogo with insects, which is a big concern. But like, you know what? I love a nice steak or, you know, a nice chicken, something like that. But I think over the past year, you know, I'm not going vegan or vegetarian, but I have decreased my my meat-based consumption a little bit. One, it's expensive, and I don't like to buy meat when it's not on sale. But, yeah, I am more aware of things like this, and I would definitely be open to it. Why not? I mean, if you can get a more efficient way to get my protein in that, you know, I can just sprinkle a little bit of powder on some oatmeal, I'm all in for that. And it's not even, like, right now it's not even that, uh, it's not even for humans, to, but like the the major like the, in the interest in the industry isn't that humans are going to be directly eating the bugs, which I'm I'm down for. Like fuck it, let's get that easy protein. Yeah, but like yeah. it's mostly for yeah, it's mostly for animal in. feed for like you know like household cats and dogs. Um, so fish it's already approved because they already eat insects. But right now it's like questionable for like cows, chicken, and uh, pork. Because it's like they don't normally eat that. So they're going to see if it produces any sort of toxins. But I think, uh, you know, long term, it's a it's it's a nice uh, there's a lot of regulatory things, but I think it's a nice thing that'll make us feel like a little bit better about eating meat. Because for me, the problem like the, like sometimes I eat meat and I feel a bit bad and it's not that like, oh, an animal died because like if there's like a fly, like I'm going to swat that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't care about like killing an animal, eat it as long as it like doesn't suffer and stuff like that. But I just find like, like this way, it's a bit more sustainable for the environment, what we're feeding them and stuff like that. It's, yeah. But there are cow a lot farts. of companies. They're not good for the environment. <laughs> just cow fart. Neither are Jimmy's farts. Yeah. Oh, I know, man. You're sitting anyone, right man. next to them. I, uh, I feel bad for you. But, like, my farts are worse because I've been eating less meat and more vegetables. So, in so facto, <laughs> bask in it, bro. That, that, sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like a you problem. But you know what? Like, I, I'm all for all of this because, and this goes back to the E. coli thing. Like, how have we not solved this? This is twice in the last year where you have animals shitting on your lettuce and the people getting E. coli. <laughs> and now, because I'm pretty sure that's how it starts. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not even that, like we talked about vertical farming about 10 shows ago, like stuff like that, you know, just more efficient ways to, to kind of, um, I guess, revolutionize one of the oldest industries in the world. You think like we're like, I would say we're pretty fucking close. Like I'm not saying like close in terms of our ears, but like in terms of like humans as a whole like we're pretty damn close to being like fully self-sustaining like we're farming our own insects to feed our own farmed animals to eat them like man i I think in like 20 years from now we'll be fully self-sustained no need for the environment and then like a few years after that everything pill form boom pill form that's not fun you just eat barbecue a pill just eat one uh one pill to get all your daily nutrients like uh, captain holt says in uh brooklyn 99 yeah, and then like a couple times a week, you like chow down on some chicken wings and shit. It would I save a lot optimism. of time. I, I like Jimmy's optimism right here. I'm I'm with you, Jimmy. I, I'm I'm an optimistic guy. I think uh, I think we'll come up with solutions. I don't think we have to. Uh, I I I'm not saying we don't do anything about it. Everyone needs to do their part, but 
I think we'll get there. Uh, everyone's worried about climate change right now, and uh, it's a big concern. It's it's a big worry. But we're smart people. Yeah. Not, not you and I, but humans in general. <laughs> yeah, we'll people. figure it out. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be uh, too strong with that. Uh, there's a lot of dumb dumb people out there. Most people. <laughs> we'll are we'll take care of them, though. All right, uh, darling stuff. I mean, uh, great discussion on digital marketing. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, done with this. I want to watch the football game. It's already three zero Titans, and Deshaun Watson. Let's fucking go! Watson just got sacked. I'm um, watching in the background, so I'm already pissed off, and I have no more beer left because of freaking Amazon. I had to chuck mine. Um, yeah, let's get us out of here. You guys have any final thoughts? Um, no, it was a fucking pleasure having Mark here. Um, it's a nice Monday night. Gonna watch the Titans get a W. And uh, probably going to smoke some legal weed. Have myself a fucking grandiose night. This sounds awesome, guys. You guys enjoy your night. And thanks for having me on the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep up the good work. Yeah, you Thank too, you. man. And and for those of you who don't know, Mark is launching his own podcast soon. Another little plug over here. Nice. What's it yeah. called? <laughs> Mark, Mark forgot. <laughs> I, well, I told you I wanted to mention it. Actually, I forgot. It is no. It is. Uh, it's called uh, Montreal Startups. Uh, we will be interviewing startup founders uh, and CEOs in the city of Montreal. We have a good lineup already, so you'll want to tune into that. Uh, you could check out MontrealStartups.ca uh, to get all of your startup needs. Awesome, man. Nice. Maybe we can all get right. the uh, business boys on that one. There definitely you got to move back to Montreal though, Spence. Oh, come back to MTL. Come back to MTL. Tempting, especially with those free French fries. I might be. I might be coming oh. back. <laughs> Double <laughs> incentive <laughs> right there. All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode. I had a fucking fantastic time. I hope you guys did too. And I shall check you later. C'est la fin du monde. Peace out. <laughs>